Angela Fazio is an industry powerhouse who has overseen 40,000 homes sold and 9 billion in production. And Kristen Cantrell is one of the nation's most accomplished team leaders, helping thousands of agents build their businesses. They are passionate about educating, encouraging, and empowering moms in real estate. Our next episode starts now. Hey, you guys, welcome to Moms in Real Estate. It's Kristen Cantrell and Angela Fazio. Today, I'm so excited we have a local. A local. a local that means in studio like sitting across <laughs> from us which is our favorite way to do a podcast her name's melina gray and i'm so excited that she's here i know and you guys we're gonna be talking about house flipping and boobs today nice <laughs> <laughs> so melina get us started oh, no. tell us a little bit about yourself do you want me to start the house flipping or the boobs <laughs> just you know walk us down a little bit of your life journey oh no Okay, we're start with start. house flipping because everyone's waiting for the boobs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's talk about house flipping. Uh, do you want to just know where I got started? Yeah, yes. okay, absolutely. Yes. Oh, gosh. So we started three years ago just straight in going into house flipping. And honestly, like what what really started was the pandemic. And I know there, there was a lot of things that came out of the pandemic. One was uh, also a baby for us, but mm-hmm. we won't talk about that. <laughs> But the pandemic actually gave us the opportunity to spend some time at home and not be traveling for our other job and be able to just go into house flipping like 100%. Mm-hmm. When you when you say when we went into house flipping, like had you guys been like watching HGTV and you were like, that is the dream right there. I'm going to get <laughs> into it. Like what piqued your interest? So a couple different things. On my side, yes, I'm an, I'm an HGTV junkie. Every house we've moved into, I've remodeled. We've not totally gutted, but we've remodeled, sold it. And I'm just like, God, I would love to do this. And Mm -hmm. my husband's like, calm down. You have a career. Why don't you just keep doing what you're doing and do this on the side? And no, more like we were, uh, both of us work for a pretty, uh, you know, serious med device company that's very, very, um, very time consuming, I guess you could say. My husband at the time was covering nine states as a sales manager. Oh, that's so a lot. Yeah, he's on a plane three days a week. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm covering two and a half states in sales. So we're like ships crossing the night. Mm-hmm. So pandemic hits, we're literally at home and we're just looking at our finances, which we do that every like six months, sometimes a quarter, just to look like, where are we investing? Where can we make more money? Blah, blah, blah. And so we're sitting there and we realized that we were really market heavy. So 401k, IRAs, all those. And we were like a little fearful. We're like, well, all of our money's invested in the market. Like if something happens, right. what's going to happen? That's a wise mm-hmm. thing to think about. Yeah. yeah. And so after looking at that and knowing that we have a knack for real estate, my husband's owned property in the past. We have since owned, at that time, moved in and out of many houses. Mm-hmm. And we thought, you know, let's look into investing in real estate. And so I remember we were looking at houses on MLS. We're like, okay. Let's let's like buy this is our plan. Let's buy one house a year and we'll rent it. Maybe it's like a fixer upper. We'll fix it up. We'll rent it. We'll have one house a year. In twenty years, we'll have twenty houses and then we'll retire. And we're like, yeah, that's a yes. good plan. Like that's good. <laughs> let's start it. And we did. We actually found a house. Contact our realtor and we bought the house. And it didn't need that much. We got like some some paint, maybe some tile work, whatever. And rented it right away. And it was kind of like lackluster. We we're like, uh, uh, okay. So what now? So. Mm-hmm. Kind of went back to the drawing board, and at the time, at the time also, we were reading Grant Cardone's like 10x. Oh yeah, let's 10x. Were you doing this across? (laughs) Yes, yeah. We're like, let's 10x this, and I'm like, what? I mean, so what does 10x look like? And and we both are like, okay, let's do 
10 houses this year. And we're like, I love that. That's, that's crazy. a lot. Yeah. And we were giggling. I remember we were writing it on our whiteboard and I was like, this is dumb. Like, mm-hmm. this is dumb. Like we were 10 houses. Like what, what, like how is it even going to happen? Mind you, this is like June. It's not beginning of the year. Pandemic. Okay. It's June pandemic when like, you don't know what's going on. Yeah. Everything's kind of going crazy. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we look at that and and within like probably two weeks, we had gone under contract on three other houses. That's no so kidding. crazy. That's yeah. exciting. And these were all MLS houses though. So yeah. we were looking at houses that look like fixer uppers. We mm-hmm. thought were a good deal. Mm-hmm. And um, the same thing kind of happened. We looked at them, fixed them up, rented them. And we were like still in the same, like we want more. Yeah. Like this is not really filling the bucket quite yet. And we were, on, we were um, I think my husband was texting with his friend that is from Houston that's uh, real estate. He's been in real estate for many, many years. And so he was, he was like, oh, wait, hold on. Tell me what you're doing. You guys are crazy. You just bought like four houses in a month. Like what's wrong with you two? And, and he was like, wait a second. You guys are buying houses for what they're worth? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> You're all, I'm four deep and I'm just now I having know, this conversation. I'm like, <laughs> I thought yeah. we had done all the research. Like Aww. we didn't like we didn't know who to reach out to. Like all this went yeah. on. And then we were like, oh my God. Uh-huh. What are we doing? Mind you, they're all rented. Yeah. Right. I can't remember if they're cash flowing. Probably. Yeah. I don't yeah. even know. But right. we thought we thought we had this grand plan. So then we were like, we're buying houses what they were. Like, that's so dumb. He's like, go to like we buy ugly houses or one of those wholesalers. Uh-huh. And then that's where, that's where like everything started to really come together. So yep. we found a wholesaler, we found a hard money lender, mm-hmm. all this stuff. He's like, what, you're putting all your own money and you're doing it. Oh like, my God. Oh my God. <laughs> I love <laughs> learning lessons though, because you're literally if like. You don't get exposed. Yeah. You, don't, you don't grow into anything different. I know. And it really like just formed your story. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and you're like, it really knocks you off your toes for a bit. You're like, oh. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm really glad I talked to you. Why didn't I talk to you a mm-hmm. month ago? You know what's a good thing is we still actually have a few of those properties as rentals. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't a bad investment. No, it's not. No. You know, long term that can but, work beautifully, mm-hmm. believe me. Yeah. But and, I would say lesson learned, do not buy yeah. <laughs> what they're worth. Well, and I, I love that story too because so many of my friends that own a bunch of properties literally have such a similar story where they're like, they had such a small goal and all of a sudden they were like, oh, I'm just going to go balls to the walls with this. Like, it's crazy. And then it's like, it's just this, when you're writing it on your whiteboard, I could literally, I can hear that story from so many other people where it's like, it just went so much bigger than they could have ever thought. Once you believe it, once you realize it's not as scary as it sounds like it's going to be, yeah, then it opens up a whole nother world of learning how to invest, right? Oh my gosh, crazy. And uh, we ended, we bought 11 houses that year and flipped, like- we ended up buying and flipping 11 houses. So yeah, that's end result, so cool. we look back. You're we like, yeah, like, I did it. God, what do we do? Grand Cardone. So, <laughs> what's kind of been like, you know, through that journey, what's your favorite house that you own right now? Or like, you know, you have, you said you have Airbnbs. Mm-hmm. So you fix and flip, have Airbnbs mm-hmm. and you have long-term. Correct. Okay. What's your favorite? Oh gosh. Okay. So my favorite would be the first house that we bought. And mm-hmm. at this time we were living in Denver. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we weren't in Phoenix yet. The first house that we bought from a wholesaler was in the mountains. So it was our mountain house. Yeah. And the mountains in Denver. Yes. In Denver. Yeah. Just not too far out of the city. So Mm -hmm. we bought a house out there. We went and saw it and our wholesaler was like, you'll love this house. It has great potential. It's been on the market a long time. 
And we're like, okay, how bad can it be? We went and saw it, and it was awful. Mm-hmm. Like, this house was... And I think the gentleman that lived there, he so he it was the first house in that area that was built in 1972. I mm-hmm. think he built part of it. And... That's Literally. really old. I don't know anything that old. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait, I was born in 71. <laughs> so old. <no. laughs> but he he built, he lived in the same house his entire life. I think his his family moved him out a couple of years ago. All his stuff is still in there. It's Whoa. like a hoarder house. Yeah. Bears were living on mm. the backside of it. No. Like accessing the basement. Yes. Oh, wow. It was so bad. And we walked through this house with like, the red shag carpet mm-hmm. and and we were like this is it like yeah. we could see it instantly yeah. and we were like this here and that there and we were just boom boom excited boom, boom. oh it was amazing it took us a little bit longer than we ex- expected because we because the bears hit. wouldn't move out bears <laughs> wouldn't we had, to, we had bears in there winter hit I mean all these other things oh my gosh. but that house was such a transformation yeah mm-hmm. that's rewarding oh and it was so beautiful we took it from like a I think maybe it was a three one. I think, and we turned it into a five, two, five, wow. three, yeah. five, three. Yes. Wow. That, I, we, that's the basement was trashed mm-hmm. everything. So we re we finished the entire basement. We finished the mid floor. We turned the top floor into like this beautiful suite with like, oh, that was the other thing. When you walked up to the top floor, there were these um, sliding glass doors that were just like sealed shut that they walked out into nothing. They never fit. They never like. They never finished the house. Oh, they wow. never added a deck. <laughs> oh. So you oh, just God. would like fall to your death. Yeah. yeah. Remember when Rocky Dole fell out of the second story? Yes. <laughs> we had a real estate agent walk out oh my a door that went to nothing and fell out of a second story. So oh, that was crazy. pretty much this. <laughs> yeah. That and is so, nuts. So it, she was just beautiful. Like, and we would just go up there and work on this house and it's Morrison, Colorado. It's so pretty. So gorgeous. Yes. And you see the leaves changing. It just, I think it was our first one and we went just jumped in, didn't know what we were getting ourselves into. Mm-hmm. I still don't know what we're getting ourselves into, right. no. But it was just, uh, it was just so rewarding. There was yeah. so much blood, sweat, and tears put into that. I love that. Now we can revise it to be flipping bears and boobs. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is getting better, and we're only midway through. So the bear and the mama bear, mom, mom and cub would come back periodically, because one, we would find, like, so... We, you know, we demoed the house ourselves. We recruited friends to come help. So like, do you want to go to Morrison? We'll buy you some beer and you can yeah, help look us. Yeah, bears. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, I can buy my own beer at this They're age, like, but yes. I'm 35. I'm good. <laughs> We're good. That used to work for sure. <laughs> but yeah, so they would, a couple of friends would go out there and they're like, what are you doing for the weekend? You're like, you're helping us demo a house. And yeah, we would get there and there would be like bear poop and the neighbors like, oh, you just missed the bears and you just missed oh the moose. Gosh, and no. wow. Yeah, it was pretty cool. That and is so moose. cool. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I know. Well, let's talk about your boobs. Let's talk about your boobs. Yeah, let's talk about yeah. them. So we know that you have gone through breast cancer and survived it not only once, but twice. Yeah. Yes. So t- take us down that journey. Oh gosh. Where do I start? No. Um, start with the first boob. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so 2017, I had just, I was probably seven months out from having my second child, my daughter. And I just felt a lump, didn't really think anything of it. I was 37 at the time. I mean, pretty young yes. for, for a diagnosis. Didn't, yeah. Literally didn't think anything of it. I'm like, oh, it's probably just whatever. Went and got it checked. Fast forward, it ended up being breast cancer. And, you know, I... Like, at that time, you don't think, like, you don't ever think it would be anything 
like that. Mm-hmm. You don't really, like I went into it thinking, oh my God, it's gonna be nothing. Oh, mammogram, whatever, <clears throat> like whatever, mm-hmm. no big deal. I'll just go get my mammogram and go back to things. And to kind of go through that and understand that, it, you know, it doesn't really matter your age. Mm-hmm. Um, it's crazy. But it's crazy. Like I remember just, I remember every doctor's appointment so vividly because I didn't think it was going to be anything. Yeah. I was young. I don't have the risk factors. Uh, I I wouldn't have even had a mammogram for another three years, which is really scary because yeah. the cancer would have been really far along. What if it yeah. was a lump that was one of those that are too indetectable, you know? Well, what's yeah. interesting about this lump is it shouldn't have been a lump because it was really early on mm-hmm. and they were like, normally you don't have an actual lump. Oh. So you're really well, lucky that's that the grace felt, of God. Yeah, I know. That's what I say. And um, so I, I will say, you know, going through that and just having my second child, having a career, living in an area of the country. We don't have any family at the time. Mm-hmm. We were living in California. And I would say just the one thing I learned going through a lot of that is just like not to be paranoid, but also don't just kind of brush things off. Because I mm-hmm. think I'm also the type of person, very type A personality, that I don't like just letting things sit. Like I can't just know that there's a lump there and be like, okay, I'll just let it go or not yeah. check or be scared. Um, but it's it's something that's, it is very preventable if you mm-hmm. are detected early. And, you know, I, and the, I guess the hardest part of this whole thing was just trying to figure out, like anything else, like what is going to be my treatment? Mm-hmm. What am I going to do? At that time, um, we looked at different facilities in California and then ended up having a referral into MD Anderson in Houston. And... At the time, what they recommended, based on my age and risk factors and all that, they're like, you'll be fine. Like, just get a lumpectomy, radiation. It's probably about three-month-long treatment. We moved our entire family from California to Houston for three months. Went through all that while raising two small children, yeah. a two-year-old and a Wait, seven-month-old. Didn't you just start the story saying that you were seven months from having your... No, I was seven, seven months, months post. Af- post. Yeah, okay. my daughter was seven <clears throat> okay. months old. Mm-hmm. Got it. Got it. Yeah, so it was right after. And we went through all that. You know, that was kind of a big, you know, big deal for yeah. family to go through. And the other thing, too, is I don't have the risk factors yeah. that we talked about. And uh-huh. I'm negative genetics. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my aunt had breast cancer around the same age, my mom's sister. But they don't consider that family history because I don't have, like, a long lineage of mm. breast cancer mm-hmm. family. Yeah, it was just very, very eye-opening. It really does change your perspective on life. And it also, as a family, really brought us together yes more than anything and it it really makes you value the small stuff I think I think like the small things that you bicker about like just as husband and wife or Mm -hmm. just dumb shit like you just it just doesn't happen anymore yeah Mm -hmm. like you know I think you get to the point where you're like wow life is really precious like you can't yeah you can't do that but also I think for me too it put things in perspective like I need to really focus on the stuff that I want to do like Mm -hmm. because life is really short so you know we we move on and I got my treatment, life goes on, and uh, since then we've moved from California to Colorado, and you know, at this point, I'm still going back to my doctors in MD Anderson, and they're like, you're all clear if you wanna have another child, because we've been talking, at this point, we're like, maybe we wanna have another child, and he's like, you're all good, Mm -hmm. good to go. So I do everything I need to do, and you know, we have a little bit of an issue getting pregnant the third time, just because everything that my body's been through. Mm -hmm. So, you know, finally, through a series of, you know, unfortunate events, we we do finally have a pregnancy that sticks, and we have our third, and we're really happy. We get through the whole pregnancy, 
we moved from Colorado to Phoenix <coughs> and the same, I feel like it's almost like a similar story. So I, my son was three months old and during my pregnancy, I was getting um, ultrasounds just to be cautious because okay. I was still getting mammograms every six months. Yeah. And my doctors are like, all good, less than 3% reoccurrence. That's like yeah. nothing. Like mm-hmm. they're like, you will, you won't more than like, we'll never have to deal mm-hmm. with this again. And my son's three months old and I go back to MD Anderson for a mammogram and something is just not right. And I'm like lump in my stomach. And I'm like, I oh. bet. Oh my gosh. And it's a different feeling than the first time because the first time I went to a naive, now this time I like, no. Yeah. Sorry. So I, I choked up <laughs> and yeah. And I, it was on my husband's birthday, October of 2021. And they call me up and say, yeah, you have breast cancer again. And it's, now invasive breast cancer and like your options are very limited. Like there's no lumpectomy and you can't have radiation again. Cause once you've had radiation, you can't have it again. Oh, I didn't wow. know that. Yeah. I'm not on that. the same side. Yeah. Okay. And radiation is really hard on your body. Yeah. It can also cause cancer. Uh-huh. Wow. So yeah. So there we go again, uh, regrouping and, and mind you, we have three kids now. Yeah. A newborn. We're living in a new city. We're flipping. I think we had four houses in the works at that time. Wow. Mm-hmm. Where we were flipping. <clears throat> Your rentals. I have my career. Like, there's just a lot. That's a lot. There's so a lot much. going on. And we just had to regroup and just stop for a minute and just be like, what do we, like, what's going to happen here? And luckily, through many, many connections, um, MD Anderson was just not the route we could go at this point because I was going to have to undergo a double mastectomy. Mm-hmm lymph node removal, reconstructive surgery, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's very invasive. Uh, we found a wonderful surgeon here to do the to do everything, a team of surgeons. And I underwent double mastectomy December. Well, that's basically how we spent our Christmas. December that's of 2021. Yeah. They were like, get it, get, get so it done. So fast, yeah. 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 It was just very, um, I wouldn't want to say sad, but it was just a very interesting, you know, our family really does know how to come together. Not yeah. only my immediate family, but my parents, my in-laws, like friends and family. We are just so thankful to have like the support yeah. because I don't think we would have gone through it. I mean, I had my girlfriends flying in to help my husband yes. and the kids. I mean, my son was three months old. I yeah. had to stop breastfeeding. That's I, couldn't, yeah. I couldn't hold him for eight weeks. Yeah. Wow. I like couldn't like do much with my arms sure. yeah. for almost, yeah, for almost. You know what? Gosh, if you're listening, yeah. you complain about anything. You I need know. to get your head out of your ass. I know. I <laughs> you know. know. I gotta. I gotta commend you on so many things. But one thing that really stood out to me when you were telling the story this time, I've heard it several times now. But one thing that really stood out to me is you were like, "Hey, the things that we used to bicker about, we that that doesn't even matter." So I have literally ha- watched three people in my not immediate family, but like in-laws or whatever. Mm-hmm. I've helped them through three times, twice with breast cancer, once with lift, lift node, Hodgkin's lift load, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And you always have a choice when you're mm-hmm. faced with that. Yeah. And not everybody comes out the other side yeah. with this, I have this great perspective and appreciation mm-hmm. and gratefulness. I'm telling you that from experience. Not everybody comes out the other side with that. Yeah. Like you are amazing mm-hmm. and you have a great attitude and you're like a, a joy to be around. That's a gift that, is that a you gift. came <laughs> off the other side twice and you're still delightful and thankful and grateful and your family's together and you, you know, your, your husband's close to you. So I have to commend you for that. That's a gift. Oh, thank you. And it's, what's crazy is that you, you say that like in, and you recognize that, but it's, it is kind of work too. Well, of course it I is. Mean, 
you're going through this and you're trying to be your own support system mm-hmm. and people are trying to support you and you're trying to navigate this and, and trying to figure it out. My poor, <laughs> my poor husband would go through one day where I'm like grateful and, 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 and this is all going to be fine. And I'm like in a great headspace. And then it's a roller coaster. Oh yeah. And I just feel like he was just the rock. Like he would just be there and know how to be there. Yeah. I think, I mean, we've been <clears throat> together a long time too, so mm-hmm. he knows me very well. So he knew the times that he would just have to listen mm-hmm. to my craziness and nonsense and crying and, and he would just be there and support me and then knew that I was going to get through that. And he knew like in the morning, you'll be fine. Like, Oh, we'll get through nice. This. Yeah. And he but he also, didn't say that out loud, did he? No. Okay. <laughs> that would have been a bad idea. No, no, but he knew the times that he just needed to not say anything. Yes. That's yeah. the biggest thing. Yes. Just let you. Just let me mm-hmm. be. I think I just needed to freak out. Yeah. And he knew, like, she's going to get through this. Like, yeah. she needs to get through this on her own. Yeah. Not with the support, but she's going to get through this. And what I say might just actually piss her off. Mm-hmm. So I'm just not going to say anything. Yeah. And, I mean, while managing our household with three kids mm. and a newborn and and your full-time job yeah and his full-time job yeah. he was fielding conference calls while he <clears> was <throat> taking me to hyperbaric therapy yeah while he was i wow. think he wiped my butt i don't remember <laughs> i think there was <laughs> that could be fun in certain, certain circumstances i think there <laughs> I love that you're like i can't remember i'd be like that is like in my head forever <laughs> no, I, think, I think they give you so much pain medication mm-hmm. and you know i at the time while i was going through the first couple weeks post-surgery I think well, I was like going through it. I was like, I I'm fully aware. Like yeah. I don't understand how people are on pain meds and get addicted or like don't understand what they're doing. And then, I, you know, I had girlfriends that were there helping. And two weeks later, they were like, "Do you remember doing this or saying this?" And I'm like, "No." They're like you promised your child this or whatever it was. And I'm like, I didn't don't no, remember. Don't remember any of that. It is so foggy. There's people that came and saw me, and I don't remember them ever coming. No. Yeah, that's crazy. Which is probably a good thing I forgot about a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yes. for sure. And it's yeah. still so, like, you are literally. It's still so new. Yeah. It's yeah. I just had a second surgery in August. Yeah. So it's one of those things that you recover from, you move forward from, but I think it's, one, it's always in the back of your mind, and everyone's story is different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that will be my last surgery. Um, but you never know. I guess we'll see. Well, just let's actually talk things. about that, because I know you have, um, you know, not, I don't you want to go and talk about this more. Like I definitely mm-hmm. see a lot in your future sharing your story and a yeah. lot of like growth coming out of it. So tell us, um, what do you have planned? Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see. I mean, um, I want to look towards maybe doing more podcasts like this, yes. more focused towards women's health. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing is we are in charge of our own health. Like you have to be your own advocate. And that's the biggest thing since this happened to me, not the first time, but even the second time, mm-hmm. so many women that some I don't even know, I might just be connected off Facebook by a friend through a friend. And they're like, I felt a lump. I heard literally this is what I've, I've heard your story. I did a self-exam. I found a lump. And some people are like, it ended up being nothing. I've had women come to me and say, I mean, my neighbor at the time found out she had breast cancer six months after me because of my story. No. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. so Oh, that insane. gave me goosebumps. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. That's and all had, good. And I've had other friends of friends, family that have been through my support system and have probably just told like, like if you were my sister and you just told a girlfriend, like I'm helping my sister through breast cancer and just resonated with them. And they were like, well, I'm under 40. I don't have the risk factors, but I'm going to do a self breast exam. And just those types of things, um, coworkers that come to me and just say, thank you for sharing that story. One, I would be like, I didn't know if I could ask you about it, but I'm mm-hmm. glad you're open to talking about it. But it's one of those things that 
it can be very preventable. And I think fear sets in so deep that you don't want to get it. You don't want to find out what the truth is, mm-hmm. but the truth will actually create more of a, a chance for a you. A chance for you, yeah. So. I think I'm a, I love Jesus with all my heart, so this is where this is coming from. I completely agree with what the Bible says about God causes or allows all things, and he allowed that to happen to you, mm-hmm. and the good and the 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 ripple effect yeah. of the way you were able to get through it, yeah. right? And the people that you were blessed to have around you has created a, a story that I don't think you're even near the end. No. Seeing or hearing or even knowing all of the good mm-hmm. that suffering and that circumstance caused, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm so grateful to know you and know your story. Oh, thank you. And I, I do hope I get to share it more. What that looks like, I'm kind of working through what that might look like, but yeah, maybe future podcast, maybe, you know, future speaking engagements, just yes. so people understand that. I see a bunch of stuff in my head. I do too. <laughs> I see some things in my head as well. I do. Right now. And I, I have done, um, I sat on a panel for the med device company that my husband and I work for because some of their treatment was actually very important in the second surgery, multiple surgeries I've had. Mm-hmm. And so I sat on huge panel with my surgeon. We flew out to California and that was really eye-opening. And that kind of sharing my story again, that was really the first time I had been in front of a panel that was aired, like that aired to, you know, I think a hundred thousand viewers. I don't know how many. Yeah. And that was really to have a lot of the people in the audience come to me and just be like, thank you for sharing that. That was really impactful or share their story of their wife or sister or husband. Like that made me realize if I can impact one or two people. Yep. I've, yep. Yeah, that would be really important. Well, if that's something that's really important to you, then I personally am going to do all I can to help make connections for you. Yeah, we can yeah. do that yes. for you. Absolutely. Appreciate that. Should we wrap it up by playing our game? Yeah, well, yes, we should. Oh, man. Okay. Oh, man, what? I already... What's I, the game? I, mine is um, highly inappropriate. Oh, okay. So we're going to say a word. <laughs> we're going to say a word, and you're going to oh, say no. the first thing that comes to your head. And I'm really excited for you to start. Yeah, you ready? No. Yes, <laughs> yes, you are. You're ready. <laughs> Boobs are beautiful. Oh, good for you. I don't know. Yeah. Awesome. There you go. All right. Mine is life is precious. Yes, it is. Amen awesome. to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for sharing yeah. your story. Yes. Um. I. I am favorite. <laughs> You're one of my favorites. I know. I'm not gonna Thank lie. you for having me. Yes. I really appreciate it. And I can't believe I'm able to come in. In oh, person, in person. I know. we That's love the best it. part. It really it's is. different. This is I love amazing. it. Um, so, okay, if you guys have not been to a Flourish event, you have to check it out. You might even find this one here yeah. at one of our Flourish events. <laughs> For sure. So, um, go to theflourisheventcom It is absolutely the best women's seminar that you can invest in for yourself. So, find out when the next one is and get your tickets. Thank you again, Melina. Thank you. Angela Fazio is an industry powerhouse who has overseen 40,000 homes sold and 9 billion in production. And Kristen Kentrell is one of the nation's most accomplished team leaders, helping thousands of agents build their businesses. They are passionate about educating, encouraging, and empowering moms in real estate. Our next episode starts now.